All right. Happy holidays, all you melon farmers out there. So, this is episode... 16. This is episode 16 of this illustrious Christmas special that Katie and Emma are doing. And so it's funny. This year, I wanted to make sure there was at least one animated film on this list. And so, I know the first year we did a ton, an absolute ton of Christmas, like, cartoon movies like well it's not really a cartoon but we did uh we did olive the claymation one yeah and we and... did olive the other reindeer it was about a dog that wanted to be a reindeer and stuff you know crazy shit but this year if we're starting to we scraped all the good ones and now it's hard to find them but there are some gems out there just like the one that i picked this was one from my past so i showed katie the beautiful awesome film called Tokyo Godfathers. And so, when I first started getting into anime and stuff like that, I saw a film on, I think it was HBO or something. Certain channels had anime, just a little bit, you know, enough. Like, that's where I saw Princess Mononoke. I saw it on cable somewhere. I can't remember what channel it was. But there were tons of anime like uh, Vampire Hunter D., which I want to show you one day. It's damn good stuff. Uh, Macross. Macross? And tons of uh, giant robot shit. Because it's... it's you know. Anime. Yeah. But Tokyo Godfathers. It, it's a good one. And go figure. that I knew there was a reason I absolutely loved it. And the writer. The, the screenwriter for this movie. Her name... Oh, what's that was? So, her name was Keiko Nobumoto. Now, that name might not sound like anything in particular, but she worked on such films and shows like Cowboy Bebop. Hey, you want to know who wrote Cowboy Bebop? She wrote it. She just passed away. Like, yes, she did. A couple of days ago. Uh, esophageal cancer? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wolf's Reign. You know that show? It was not. It was all right. Samurai Champloo. Oh, fucking fire. Yeah. Space Dandy. Also yeah. fire. You want to know about the rest of Spike's fucking, like, family? Yeah. Watch all of these shows. <laughs> Carolyn Tuesday. That's one that Katie and I have not watched. It is also the same group, so the music is amazing. It's about two girls that want to be singers. Oh, is it the seat? Not the seatbelts, but it's the same... Um, yeah, same music, music people, director. all that stuff. So the music, I've been told <sighs> the music is absolutely amazing. The songs are great because you can't help but have great music when every fucking show you have has great music in it so uh she worked on all of these things oh and she wrote the cowboy bebop movie hey you remember that what uh what what planet is this remember that chase scene yeah what planet is this awesome. and she worked on a lot of stuff uh yeah she just passed away so she got to hopefully hopefully watch the cowboy bebop live action show that came out unfortunately got canceled after one season trash so netflix it, you fucked up it probably made it halfway in the show so it i think the church is the last episode of the live action we'll get to see so we'll see spike fall we don't know the yet though it's probably that's that's we gotta haven't be, finished it that, yet. but that's gotta be where it stops is the church well the place would they stop i like, don't know the church is the best spot i'm not arguing with you <laughs> In that it's not a good place to stop, but I'm saying we haven't finished it yet, I know. so we don't know. I know. No spoilers, people. I'm just, we have been busy. Yeah. It's Christmas time. Yeah, I'm saying it's probably the church, but uh, it's really sad. 
when I saw this fun fact, uh, it came by and it was like, yeah, hey, this lady, yeah, you should thank her for all the cool shows that you love. And I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, shit, man. I'm sad now. But with Tokyo Godfather. So this story uh, is actually based off a movie uh, called Three Godfathers from 1948. And so it's a Western, actually. It's crazy. But with this one, it is three homeless folk that live in Tokyo. They find a baby in the trash. And they go on a very wild and wacky journey over the days to find the baby's parents or someone to take care of it. And it is, it's fun stuff. It's really cool. Um, the main character is one, uh, he's a middle-aged, just alcoholic. His name is Jen. And a transgender woman. So even back in 2003, I thought it was a really cool character. Her name's Hana. She's one of my favorite. Hana. Oh, she's so yeah, good. She's one of my favorite characters like of all time. She's always happy. She's got a song. And she's singing. And the voice actress... Uh, is a transgender just activist and is transgender. So That's it, fucking cool. So it worked with the voice. Cause Representation like, yeah. fucking matters. It's fucking cool. And then the third one, it's Miyuki. Mm-hmm. Miyuki. She is a teenage runaway. Uh, homeless. Yeah, they're all homeless. Well, I was trying to say person. Yeah. And it's just them finding a baby. Kyoko. Is they, that's what they name it. Or Hana names it. And they just go on this crazy, wild fucking adventure to get this kid back to its home. Uh, a lot of twists and turns for fucking, like, comedy. Uh, it, yeah, the, the third act is wild as hell. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hey, the baby's back. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but it, it's, mission. it's really, really cute. And I forgot about this movie for a long time. I, I was in high school when I watched it. So either in 2004... Or maybe when I was a senior, I remember watching this at home, and I was like, this is really fucking cool. And so, Katie, what did you think about Tokyo Godfathers? I really, really liked this movie. It was so cute. The characters were lovable. Miss Hana was absolutely lovable. Um, you can't help but fall in love with a little baby. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's pretty rare in anime that you get to see, like, a true, like, infant. Most, it's little kids. It's like people flashing back to when they were little kids and they're all kawaii and it's super cute but this was like a real baby that they were like carrying around and it was fucking adorable i really like this a lot yeah uh yeah like i said before this this was up there and like back in the day anime films they're not as i shouldn't say they're not as legit because there's some really good Older films, uh, Captain Harlock, that's another one I want to show Katie. It's a space pirate being awesome. Uh, Vampire Hunter D, like I said. Firefly. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Vampire Hunter D is just, he's a melancholy vampire trying to save the world. Uh, Was it, uh, not Gungrave, Helsing. That's another vampire that's doing fucking work. It's it's really cool stories. Fist of the North Star had so many OVAs back in the day. but no, I just remember watching all these movies, Ninja Scroll, talking about some graphic shit, and watching these as a kid, and me realizing that animated movies are can be really fucking cool, and other countries do it way better than we do. Uh, animated- I wouldn't say better, they do it differently. 
Well, the stories anime, are more adult. Well, anime is definitely more mature than yeah. your regular run-of-the-mill Because we definitely wouldn't get a story like that in America. I mean, Not we, animated. We would, but it took us a long time to get to adult stories or adult cartoons. Yeah. And even our adult cartoons are just stupid silly. Yeah. Like Family Guy, you know, American Dad, even The Simpsons, like... Those are meant for adults, but they're like stupid funny. It's not, it's not ever meant to be serious. Like we don't have a lot of dramas, whereas anime is very drama focused. Like there's a lot of serious shit happening in anime, real life shit that they just don't touch on in our adult cartoons. True, but it's it's always fun. Like I remember growing up watching Speed Racer, and I didn't think that that was a fucking anime. When I was watching it, it was just a weird cartoon that they talked really fast. And I was like, well, there oh, was a weird it's from another country. I, I would didn't say there was that. a weird um, overlap in that era, like the late 60s, 70s. That anime was shown, at least when me and you were kids, was shown at the same time as regular cartoons yes. and stuff. Like. There was no, it would be like, okay, we're going to watch Scooby-Doo and then it's Speed Racer and then it's Yogi Bear and then it's like the, it would just go in order like that and you don't think of them being different. It was just cartoons. Yeah. It just blurred together. Voltron. Yeah. Watching that. I was like, it's like Power Rangers. It came before Power Rangers. Yeah. I was like, it's just Power Rangers. And I'm like, oh, it's from another fucking country. I didn't know that. Same with uh, Inspector Gadget. I didn't know that was from a different country either until... Way later in my life, I was like, oh, shit. It just blows my mind. So uh, with this movie, when I watched it as a a teenager, I just, you know, it's really cool to see some of the stories that you get from other countries. It made me very happy. So uh, we'll get through this story. I will just tell you now, watch this movie, Tokyo Godfathers. It is so good. It is absolutely worth your time. So freaking good. Absolutely. It's 92 minutes. You're not losing anything by watching this. You will smile at some point in this movie. So, like I said before, this happens around Christmas Eve and makes it all the way until, like, almost New Year's. Because they're, they're out there for a couple of days trying to find, like, the kid. Because um, it started on Eve, and it's Christmas Day when they start the journey. Is it? Yeah. I, yeah, sure. And so it's a couple of days there sure. out in the world. So, um. So on Christmas Eve, they're watching a children's performance of the nativity scene. So that's when old baby Jesus was born. And, and, you know, everybody's like, hooray, Jesus is born. And so, like I said, we get our three homeless people, uh, Jen and Hannah, Miss Hannah, and Miyuki. And they have this weird family dynamic. They all work together and they have a uh, their own little tent situation. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of watch out for each other. It's very much a, a love-hate situation in there. Like, they all just yell at each other. Jen is, he's an alcoholic. And he is just being a boozy, boozy, grumpy man. And Hannah's very happy. Probably you could be annoyed because she's so fucking happy trying out there. And uh, Miyuki's just grumpy. She, she's a little teenager. So uh, they're going about their day. It's really funny. Uh, Hannah's dream <laughs> is to have a child. And she's like, you know, I wasn't born with the parts. You know, God I wasn't didn't. wasn't born in the right body. Yeah. God yeah. didn't give me the pieces, but 
One day it will happen. My dream will come true one day. One day I will have a child. Yeah, I will be a mother. <laughs> and Jen's like, you know, that's not going to happen, bro. Like, you know you're not having a kid. He's like, I'm not listening to you, Jen. I will have a child one day. And he's like, okay, whatever. Yeah, don't rain on my parade, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, someday I'm going to have a kid. So it's it's very, very cute. So while they are rummaging through garbage looking for presents and food and stuff like that, it seems to be they're rummaging through, like, some type of library because there were a lot of books in there. Um, maybe. Yeah. They just found a lot of different no, it, types No, it of was books. because someone had thrown out, like, a... um. A whole version of the Encyclopedia Britannica. Oh, okay. And that's what they had gone to that specific like trash heap for, because they had found they had she had seen it earlier, and she brought them there so they could get it for um the the girl. Oh, okay. Uh, Miyuki, and then when they went back, it was gone. Like somebody had already grabbed it. Oh, okay, gotcha. So while they're searching through the garbage, holy shit, it's a baby, and the baby's crying, and so there's a note. Telling whoever finds this baby to take good care of her in a bag containing just pictures and other things. So obviously, there was like some diapers and yeah, the identity of the baby's family. And so Jen is like, "So we should take this baby to the police because that's what you're supposed to do." And Hannah's like, "No, the world finally gave me my baby. So yeah, it's a Christmas miracle. This baby's staying with us." And Jen's like, "No." <laughs> fucking not we how are, the fuck can we take care of a baby we are homeless yeah we can barely take care of ourselves we're homeless if you didn't remember hannah and so she's like okay we'll give the baby back to the police in the morning at least give me one night with the baby and i can take care of it and jen's like okay we can do that next morning guess who scooted the fuck off early it's hannah and miyuki's like well she left with the baby and they're like God, son of a bitch and so they catch up to her and she, Hannah's like, no, we should find the baby's family because that's just how it works. And we're not going to let yeah, this she's baby. she's a breakdown. Yeah, we're not going to let this baby be an orphan. And I grew up in the system. It fucking sucked. Yeah. So they have themselves like a hobbit-like journey <laughs> to find this baby. And so they set off to find the parents because there were some pictures in the bag and so it it shows them that the baby was from town and not that far away so they hop on a train and they start scooting off and they hop off the train because there's a lot of snow and it gets not derailed but there's going to be a delay the train gets delayed yeah so they hop off the train and they're walking they actually meet up with a yakuza boss (laughs) and his car is in the middle of this like like snowy street and they're like look at this asshole just like parked his car in the middle of the street what a piece of shit and then they walk to the back of the car and there's a dude under the car getting smushed and they're like oh my god so they push the car off of him and he's like seriously i was gonna die under there i was like thank you so much yeah i was trying to get my car out of the snow and it's my bumped my car and i didn't put the brake on and the car like kind of ran me over yeah so thank you so much so um I have some clues because in the bag there was a uh, a card for a club. And they were like, that's probably where the mom worked. And he's like, well, I happen to know the owner of the club. I'm headed to his wedding right now. Yeah. So come with me. And then, you know, I got to thank you guys somehow. So you're going to get food and stuff. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, when they get to the reception for the wedding, 
Jin actually remembers the guy, and he was the one. So they do a little verbal flashback. So Jin was a professional uh, cyclist, and he did a couple of bets because his, his daughter got sick, and he lost a lot of money, and then he got caught cheating or fixing the races, and so he couldn't do the one thing that he loved. He couldn't cycle anymore. And that guy was the one that helped him do all of these shady, shady bets. bets. And so the second he sees him, he's like, that's the son of a bitch that kept me from my wife and daughter. And he's about to lose his shit in the wedding. And then lo and behold, holy shit, there's a fucking hitman in here. Uh, a Spanish hitman. And attempts to shoot the Yakuza boss. The groom gets in the way and takes like three shots to the chest. And then... The shooter runs off, and Kyoko and Miyuki were in the bathroom. Yes, and they get changing her diaper. Yeah, and they get grabbed as hostages for this hitman, and they get dragged off. So Hana and Jin do their best to keep up with the car, and they they lose they lose the car. So now <laughs> the baby and the little girl have been kidnapped. So at this point, um, they get very grumpy Jin and hana they get in a big fight yes and Jin just wants to give up and drink alcohol and just sit because he's been wanting to do that this whole movie and he's like god damn it you got me out here in the snow chasing a baby that i didn't want chasing a girl that i don't really care about i just want to drink my alcohol and sit and she's like go ahead you want to be trash you want to act like trash we'll just lay here in a lump like a big old piece of trash i hate you I'm gone. And he's like, cool, let me be trash. And he finds a lump where bags of trash are. He's like, yep, this is it. This is my bed because I'm trash. And he sits down. I'm like, oh, he's he's so shitty to himself. So while this is happening, uh, Hana goes searching for Miyuki and Kyoko. And Jin actually meets himself in an elderly homeless man that reminds him of himself a lot. And he's like, the homeless old guy is like, yeah, I'm trash and I live in this home by myself. And like, can I just have some booze? It's been so long since I've had some some booze. He's like, yeah, man, you can have he's some. He's like, I know my time is coming to, a ne- to an end. All I wanted to do was get drunk on Christmas. And Jen's like, ooh, kind of looks like me. <laughs> uh, the guy gives him a red bag and he's like, hey, can you hide this? Because I'm very ashamed of like my vices and this bag is full of them so can you just take care of this bag for me and he's like yeah sure yeah, whatever I can do man. That. and then the guy dies and on his wall he has all these newspaper clippings he sees a building and he's like that building's very familiar he looks at the picture of the parents of the baby it's the same building it's in the picture he's like holy shit i know where that is i gotta tell the girls and then the guy doesn't die he wakes back up and he's like ah. <laughs> and then he's like, can I have one more drink? And he's like, yeah. yeah. He gives him one more drink. And then he finally dies. And so he does his, like, you know, little bow. And he does his little cross. And he leaves the tent. Unfortunately for Jen, he meets up with some very shitty kids on their way to a party on Christmas Eve. Some, like, frat bros. Yeah. And they proceed to beat the shit out of Jen and the old man. They don't know that he's dead. So they're just beating a dead body up. Mm-hmm. And Jin gets a little uh, envelope taken from him. And Jin's like, nope, give that back. And he gets back up and he chases the kids down. 
Later on, we see Jin. He's gotten his ass beat even more, but he got that envelope back, and he's like, that's all I care about. Yep. And so I was like, ah, Jin's, he has a very rough time in this. So, Hana actually finds the girls, and the hitman, his wife... Just had a baby. Yeah, and so she's actually taking care of Kyoko, giving her milk, and they actually have a cool little rapport with each other. They don't understand each other, but they use pictures and just their body language to talk to each other. And so we learn that Miyuki, the reason she's homeless, is because her dad, to her, she thought that the dad got rid of her cat. And she loved that cat 100%. And so obviously there was issues with that family to begin with because if you if someone takes your cat away and your first instinct is to stab them, there's some issues there already. Yeah. So Miyuki stabbed the fuck out of her dad because she's like, I know you did something to my cat, so take the knife, you asshole. And he's like, oh my God, you stabbed me. And then Miyuki runs off. She's like, I can't go back home. I stabbed the shit out of my dad. Like... He's going to arrest me. He's a cop. He's going to arrest me. Like, Like, I'm going to go away. I don't want to go to fucking prison, so I'm going to live on the streets now. And so the cry of Kyoko actually draws Hana to him, and she's been running this whole time. Trying to find them. And while she's running, she starts coughing up blood. And I'm like, oh, god damn it. You know, (laughs) the first time I watched it, I was like, son of a bitch. Don't you die on me. Right. She coughs up a lot of blood. So. They're running. She finds them and is like, holy shit, I'm so happy you're back. So they find, actually, no, they give up on Jin. They're like, well, Jin's, he's trash. He's somewhere else, whatever. He was a dick. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, they see an ambulance roll up and they were like, yeah, this homeless guy was dead in the street. And they're like, oh my God, it's Jin. And they run up to the dead body. It's the, it's the old guy. And they're like, oh. Okay, and then, cool. Yeah. Kiyuki's like. Oh, Miyuki's like, oh, so you do care about Jin? And he's like, no. I'm like, why don't you just tell him that you love him? He's like, no. (laughs) So they still kind of give up. He's like, well, Jin's somewhere getting drunk, so whatever. We can finish this story. So they head to Angel Tower, and it is a club where Hana used to work. And um, her mom is there. And I don't think it's it's her real mom. No, it's like a... Like, RuPaul is everyone's mom. Yes. That vibe. And so it is a club where there are uh, a ton of, like, either... Transgender people. Yeah, cross-dressers, transgender, uh, just people that work there, and they're singers. So we learned that Hana had herself a husband, and the husband died in a very absurd, probably realistic way, slipped on a bar of soap in the shower, and died. Mm-hmm. And so after that situation, Hana just couldn't keep up with things. Couldn't and, function. Yes. And worked at the club still, but then after a guy, uh, well, she assaulted a guy because he he called her, what, an old fairy. Yeah. And she's like, I'm fine with the old part, but no one calls me a fairy. And then just goes crazy. <laughs> and so she left the club because she was nervous that, um, that, you know, there was going to be trouble for the club. So she's like, I'll just leave. And they're like, oh, we just paid that dude off. It's all right. And she's like, oh, damn it. I could have came back. So while they're at the club, they find out that they actually saved Jim. And they're like, hey, we found this old guy out in the street. He got his ass kicked. And they're like, oh, my God, it's Jim. And they 
bandaged him up because he got his ass absolutely kicked by the kids. So it's, yeah, man, it's really good stuff. And they get back together and they kind of talk like, they they kind of apologize to each other. And they're like, well, I, I do care about you, so. Yeah, and they say that, you know, I, I, we do care about each other, so I get it. So they get back onto the journey, and they find the home that was in the picture, and they discover that it's been, like, torn down. It's, like, burnt, and they're like, well, shit, what do we do now? Like, the house is gone. And they learn a little bit about the relationship between uh, the chick, her name is Sachiko, and her husband, and they say that the husband was a gambling alcoholic. And they're like, oh, go figure. There's a lot of those in this story. And they say that she was kind of abusive to him. And so they're like, yeah, they both weren't that good of people. Yeah, both these folks sucked. And so it's like, oh, that's, that stinks. So they head to a store because they're trying to figure out their next step. And with homeless people, you know, you got to have moments where you're just like, well, I'm just going to sit for a little bit. And they're hanging out in the store. And this guy is drunk in the store, and he's like, "You homeless people stink. You gotta leave." And they're like, "Dude, we're just we're just trying to chill, man. Like, right? We're not doing anything to you. We're not saying shit to you. Like, like, please, can you just can you just go over there, chief? The owner of the store doesn't give a fuck. He's like, okay, you guys can just chill. Yeah. And so they actually get taken out outside of the store, and they're fussing outside because they're about to fight this guy. And then out of nowhere, an ambulance just crashes into the store. So once again, Kyoko, the lucky baby, has saved them mm-hmm. from imminent danger. This is like the fourth time in the movie where this lucky fucking baby has kept them alive. Yep. And right after the crash, Hana is standing there and then collapses. And so it's like, well, all the things that they've been doing, they've been doing a lot of running. And Hana's like the best runner of the group, apparently. <laughs> So they find out that Hana is just exhausted and not eating that well because go fucking figure. They're homeless. So their and life is very rough. Maybe also has tuberculosis, but they don't like yeah, it, talk I, about it. Why she's fucking coughing up blood because you don't just randomly cough up blood. I did, I There's just, some underlying issue there. Yeah, I assume it was just really stupid cold and they were just doing a lot of running and breathing out in the cold and it just... Yeah, fucking was, up her lungs. Yeah, yeah, she was just fucked up. That's that's what I think. Yeah. So we find out in that envelope that Jin had this whole time was money for his daughter. But I thought his daughter was dead, Otis. Yeah, he kind of lied about that. And she's still alive. <laughs> and so he's like, if I ever meet her again, because she's like an adult now, I'm going to give her this money. And it'll be like, I've been trying to save this up for you. And I, you know, I want you to know that I'm trying to be a responsible guy and i'm like that's pretty cool so unfortunately for them the hospital budget their bill the bill for hana's stay to get her back on her feet is just about the same amount of the money that he has saved and hana's crying is like i'm so sorry jen (laughs) i'm so sorry that you had to use your money on me and he's like it's fine it's fine the nurse that takes the money holy shit she looks at Jin and's like, Dad? So Kyoko? Yes. Because <laughs> his daughter's name is fucking Kyoko. How cool. Yeah, this movie's an absolute mess. And they're like, what? Everybody's like, holy shit. So Kyoko talks to her dad. And 
we find out even more that Jin lied a little bit more about his story. So he wasn't a professional cyclist. He just worked at a bike store. He owned a bicycle shop. Yes. And then it went under. Well, there were some issues. And so he went to gambling to try to help with the money. And then instead of trying to, like, ask for help or work with his family, he just left. And so Hana is sitting here listening to this. And she's like, wait, wait, you lied to me this whole time? What? You, you son of a bitch. And gives him just the fucking just a riot act and she fusses about everything that they've gone through and why he is a big old liar and a big old poop head so uh but it's good stuff so hana grabs miyuki and kyoko and they're like fuck it we're out of here he's with his daughter and she's like man that was kind of hardcore he said all this stuff in front of his his daughter and she's like if she loves him she'll forgive him she deserves to know the who- yeah is. but she needs to know and so uh it's, it's pretty funny uh, because she's talking about um, we need to find the mom for this baby because she's probably worried sick. It's been at least three days at this point. And, you know, I don't want her to be so t- torn up that she takes off her shoes and gets on a bridge and jumps off. Right as they're saying this, a lady takes her shoes off and gets ready to hop off a bridge. And so they save her. They're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then she looks at the baby and she's like, that's. That's my baby. And they're like, wait, wait, what? They find the fucking mom. <laughs> the woman from the picture. She's yes. right there about to kill herself. Yeah, because she's like, my baby's gone. And they're like, what the fuck? We found the baby. And so they hand the baby over to the mom. And then they're tearing up trying to stay brave. And they're like, take care of the baby. Like, you know. And it's really, really cute. So the mom takes the baby away. So, while that's happening, Jin actually finds the husband. And he tells Jin that Kyoko was actually stolen by Sachiko from the hospital. Because Sachiko actually lost her baby. Yeah, she had a miscarriage. And And then she kidnapped a child out of the hospital. Yes, because she was like, that baby, that's my baby. Or she just wanted to save that baby. And so... She kidnapped the baby and then had to, like... Go on the run. She freaked out and then dumped the baby off. And so, unfortunately, the heroes of this story just handed the baby back to a crazy person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Jen hops on a bike and he's like, holy shit, I gotta find the girls. He rolls up on them and tells them, that's not the real mom. She's crazy. We gotta get the baby back. They're like, what? Oh, my God. And they hop on and now the movie turns to a chase scene. So, Jen's on a bike. The girls are in a taxi. Uh, the taxi driver, this is the third time he's met up with them. <laughs> and he does not want to be involved in any of these shenanigans. And for good reason, because he crashes her later in the movie. But they are chasing down Sachiko. She hops into a fucking like truck and she's scooting away. She steals a truck, a delivery truck. Yes. So they actually crash into a building and they and Sachiko races to the top of the building. Uh, while Hana and Jin actually take the elevator, uh, Miyuki chases her all the way up the stairs. It's just like fucking Ghostbusters, man. They had to take the stairs all the way up. So they get to the top, and Sachiko says that she became pregnant because she wants to keep her husband. You know, she thinks, like, if we have a kid, we'll be closer and it'll work out, which is a very... Don't have a kid. 
to fix your relationship, it will not work. It's very, that's a terrible reason. So she's about to jump off this building and kill herself with the baby in her hand. And she's the like, baby. you know, she's like, well, I'm, I'm with my baby. You know, I'll just, you know, we're going to leave this world. And the husband finds where they are and he screams well, he's in to the, her. He's in the building across the street. Yeah. He finds them and he's like, don't kill yourself. We can work this out. Don't do it. She looks down at the baby and the baby talks to her and it's like, yeah, I want to be with my mommy. And she's like, that's all I needed. And <laughs> tries to jump off the building. So Miyuki grabs her and holds her and the baby in her arms. And Sachiko accidentally drops Kyoko. Hana and Jin get there right as she's dropping Kyoko. Hana dives off this fucking building to get to the baby. And slides off the side. And gets to like this tiny little ledge. It's like in um, Who Am I? Jackie Chan movie where he slides down the side of that building. Oh my god, that shit is insane. Yeah. <laughs> it hits that tiny little ledge. You're like, holy shit. That's kind of what happens. But Hana's got too much speed going. And she jump, She flies off. So they're flying through the air. Imminent death on its way. And then look at that. So she grabs... This um, was a banner on the side of the hospital. And this mm-hmm. gust of wind gives the banner just enough power to guide them down to the ground. Gently, like a fucking parachute. Sold old Kyoko once Saving again. Saving the day again. Saving the day. This is the luckiest goddamn baby. <laughs> it really is. And so Hana, Miyuki, and Jin, they're taking the hospital because they've been through a lot of shit in the last couple of days. So they're talking. And they're like, well, what do we do now? And it's like, I don't know. Just chill, I guess. Go back to our fucking homes. <laughs> and Miyuki hands Jin his cigarettes. And then the old man's little bag falls to the ground. And it opens up. And we see what's inside of it. It's a lottery ticket. So earlier on, Jin's watching TV. And the, the big Mega Millions lottery is going on. And they said, wow, this is so absurd the lottery, the winning numbers are all ones, which never happens. It's like very weird. Well, the old man, the numbers he picked were all ones. So they have millions of dollars. They're not homeless anymore. And so while it's happening, the policeman finds the baby's real parents and they've been worried sick. They were in the hospital. And so the homeless, I mean, the cop is like, well, do you want to talk to the people that saved the baby? And she's like, and the absolutely. Par- yeah, the parents are like, yeah, we want them to be like the, the baby's godfather, the godparents. You know, they yeah. saved this baby's life, and they're like, we don't care if they're homeless. We really don't give a shit. You know. Yeah, they saved our baby. Who cares? Yeah, the police inspector heads into the room, and lo and behold, Miyuki looks at him, and she's like, "Dad," and then that's where the movie ends. So once again, the baby Kyoko is out here just. Guide, miracles for days guiding everybody where they need to be and what they got to do yeah this movie is an absolute fun one uh lots of luckiness flying around it's Kyoko is so a, good Kyoko is the luckiest baby in the world it's super fun so katie who's your favorite character in tokyo oh, godfathers miss hana easily she is so fucking genuine she speaks her mind. She doesn't hold back any of anything. 
Um, every time, what's his name? The guy, Jin. Yeah. Every time Jin is just like a dick about the baby, about whatever. She's like, bitch, I don't give a fuck about you. I'll do it all on my own. Like, I'll take care of it. Go away. And she's so powerful. And when you learn about her backstory, kind of about, you know, her husband and how, you know, she's always wanted to be a mom, but can't. And all of these different things, you get all this really like, not pity, but like you feel for her. Yeah. You're very, it's just, she's so endearing. She's so good. And she works so hard through the entire movie to save Kyoko, like to make sure that Kyoko is safe. It's exactly what a mother should do. Yeah. And uh, the actual title of this movie makes me upset, but it was 2003, so I get it. Um, This should have been called Tokyo Grandparents or Godparents because (laughs) she is not a male, so she wouldn't be a godfather um, because she goes by she, her. So, yeah, but I really, really liked it. Her. She is fantastic. Yeah, I'm I'm on the Honda train. Honestly, the 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 three of three of them, the main characters, they're all amazing. They all work their parts. Like Jin has been through a lot, so he's very grumpy and mean, and just he has a lot to work through. So I get why he's an alcoholic. He's he's put himself in that situation, so he feels he can't escape it. So he's like, well, I'm just gonna drink because that's what that's what I got. that's the only thing I can control is being drunk. So I feel bad for him. Miyuki, she was like, I can't really trust y'all with things. So I, you know, just anytime she sees her father and somebody she recognizes, she's like, I got to dip because I'm terrified about being caught. But no, Hana was, she's the best, man. It's Hana's character reminds me, and it's going to be a movie that we review soon enough. It's Tawang Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Yeah. And it is Patrick Swayze's character. Patrick Swayze is the leader of the cross-dressers. And it's just an amazing character. And if you know anything about Patrick Swayze, fucking Roadhouse, man. He's out here beating the shit out of people. He is an action star. Yeah. But he does this character that is nothing like that, but still strong. Yeah. And awesome and can sing. And it's just, it's really cool. Hana is a very strong, very multi-dimensional character it was really fun like um usually when i watch a show like i say it all the time like the main character doesn't have to like catch me it's the supporting people but hana is a main character so but it's usually the ones that aren't that normal that make me happy and make me smile and hana obviously is not a normal type of character uh i can't think of any type of transgender character before 2003 like that in an anime. I can't think of oh, anything an that wouldn't just be a blatant, just dumb joke, but an actual character like that. Uh, there's characters that have moments where they change and they, you know, realize shit. There's yeah. an anime about people changing. Uh, Ranma Half, you would like it, where it's like a Yusuke Yurameshi. Anytime running water hits him, turns into a woman. And yeah. he's like dealing with that. And he's like, all right, being a woman's not that bad. And then dealing with dickheads and stuff. And beating the shit out of them and stuff and yeah you know but it's just different characters i think hana's pro- got to be the first like transgender like anime character probably not the first but i can't think of any others the, probably the best well known yeah yeah i can't think of any others off the top of my head like that but yeah. hana's amazing ah, i love that fucking character 
<sighs> I'd love to see more What's of this. What's crazy is that this came out in 2003 and the transgender character was a main character in this, but we're still he- out here in 2021 lacking gay representation in anime. Well, it probably worked out because they were, Hana wasn't the only main character. There were other ones there. Probably made it easier to do. I mean, do. yes and no, but this had a whole plot line that followed like yeah, she gay, went to the club gay and, and yeah. transgender and cross-dressing. Like, the, the whole thing. But, like That was a story, an arc in this story. Yeah. And even now, it's just like, I don't know. The idea of a girl being with a girl or a boy being with a boy is just like so hated in anime across the culture of anime. It's yeah. weird. It's, it's tough. There's a lot of countries where that where anime is huge that are super anti-gay. So yeah. it's like... I mean, there are some animes out there that are doing their job and shining. Like Yuri on Ice. Uh, oh, yeah. There's for sure fucking some. Fucking Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Oh, no, it's so good. There's shows that are like, hey, man, they're, they're the same, but yeah. they're living together. That's not a problem, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, one's a dragon, one's a woman, but they're still women, <laughs> even though it's a dragon. But, yeah, uh, yeah but I, I love Hana. The character is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, I will never get a part two to this or anything like that. But I'd love to see some little OVA. Give me 10 minutes of them being rich. And Hana has got a sweet ass outfit. And she's singing. And then Jin, I like to think, is trying to get into shape. I want Kyoko like hanging out at her godparents' house. Like, I would love that. Yeah. It'd be so cute. Yeah, they'd have a sweet ass house. And Kyoko's over there being lucky and awesome. And Miyuki comes by with her dad. And they're just living it up. And yeah. Jin and I Hana. I would love it. I yeah. would love it. I yeah. mean, I'm doing it in my head right now, but I'd yeah. like to see it. In- like, Jin and Hana, even though they're rich, they don't have to live together anymore. They, that's but just they how, That's just life. They have to live together. It just works like that. Yeah. So, I think it'd be absolutely amazing. And I'd love to see her outfits, because she would look amazing, because she's rich. So, she's doing the most out mm-hmm. there. So, it'd be great. So, uh, Who is your least favorite character? Suchiko. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm a crazy mom. Or Sachiko, sorry, not Suchiko. Sachiko. Crazy that fake mom. fucking lady was insane. Like, I understand that having a miscarriage is heartbreaking. And I have a lot of friends who have had miscarriages and have been heartbroken and have, like, I've dealt with many people having that situation around me. But in none of those instances can I imagine anyone fucking stealing a baby from from the like children's ward or not yeah. children's ward, but I can't think of the road, the word where they the keep nursery. the babies. There you go. That's the one. I am. A I was nanny. gonna say the hatchery. I'm a nanny. Right. <laughs> the fucking nursery. Yeah. Like n- no. Ugh. Yeah, that's pretty Ugh, wild. Sachiko fucking sucked. And then when she got her quote unquote baby back, decided to fucking jump off of a roof. Yeah, she said thug life. Bitch, what? <laughs> she was ready Fuck to go. Her fuck Sachiko. She sucked. She was easily the worst character in this movie. Yeah, she she said I gotta go. Uh, yeah, Sachiko easily. But I went with the worst thing you see at the movie at that point honestly i had to look at yours to see who you wrote 
to decide which one I was going to do because I was between the two of them. Uh, the shitty kids that just beat up Jim. And the dead guy. Yeah, they didn't realize he was dead. They're like, yeah, we're going to make you dead. And I'm like, he's already dead. And they beat the shit out of him. And I was like, oh, man. But there's terrible people out there. The people that think that homeless people aren't people. And they're yep. like, well, you ain't a people, so I'm going to hit you. And I don't have any cares in my life. Uh, yeah, they have lives and they have issues. So uh, it sucked. It really sucked. Yeah. And Fuck you know, those guys. They didn't get the comeuppance. If Kyoko was there, something bad would happen to him. So they lucky that baby wasn't there because they would have got fucked up somehow. Yeah. <laughs> because that's how it works. Actually, Hana would have swung on him. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Those kids would have been wrecked if Hana was there. So, yeah. Lucky for them because Hana's big as fuck. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this film came out November 8th, 2003. Good Lord. So old. God damn. Uh, what do you think the budget was? Ooh. I don't... I didn't recognize any of these voices from other anime that I had watched. Uh, there's um, two I know, but no, it's not like, you know, heavy hitters. It and we probably watched, are, we but... watched the, the dub version rather than the subbed, so I would guess it's all animation money. Um, I'm going to say... Two million is my guess. 2.4. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, so I just learned. I'm just looking at the people. Uh, so mother. So Hana's mom, quotation mark. Uh, she identifies as non-conforming gender. And she says, I don't call myself a woman. I know I'm not a man. Okay. <laughs> so she's non-binary. Having been aside male at birth. So... Non-binary, yeah. Yeah. So another character. That's fucking cool. Is that just the English version? The English one, yeah. Okay. Did they use any? Like, were the the Japanese ones? Were any of those people also? Uh, I don't know for sure. Transgender. Hana's or character didn't do much more. Okay. Uh, probably if we listen to that version, it's probably a dude's voice. Like, you know, doing a female's voice like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And probably same thing with mothers. Probably, well, it says a Japanese actor, so. Um, that means nothing. True. Yeah. True, okay. but it's probably, they probably had a male's voice. Yeah, that says actor, and it's, yeah. Yeah, it could have been, it could have been anything, but okay. I like that the English dub used actual people from the community, like. Yeah, that's pretty used, sweet. Yeah, used a transgender and a non-binary actor like voice actors to perform these characters yeah that is where it's made at. it sound more genuine it was really yep, cool that is fucking where it's at yeah so the budget was 2.4 million so okay. that worked out and what do you think the box office was Ooh, i have no idea because this is way before i was watching anime yeah, and you're right <laughs> uh i would say five million the but box office that I saw was eight hundred forty seven thousand. Oh, that actually makes more sense. I've two thousand three, like the early two thousands were wild, y'all. But they were also rampant with homophobia. Um, so I can see why this wouldn't make a lot of money. Yeah. And it's not well known. Like, no, even now it that this movie was excellent, and it's just me and you and like. Our friend Sarah, who's really into anime, who, yeah. like, knows about what this is, so. So, review-wise, everyone that sees it, they're like, this is 
cool. It's yeah. moving, and some people say it's very unconventional because like it is homeless people, like a transgender homeless person, like yeah. you don't see that all the time. Which, uh, but it's weird because you should. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't. No one should be homeless. Yeah. Start off, but then I'm gonna say. A lot of people in the homeless community are from the LGBTQIA community because they get kicked out of their homes yes. for being themselves, which is fucking trash. Love your kids. Doesn't matter who they love. Love your fucking kids. Yeah. Uh, our best friend, Roger Ebert, that hates a lot of movies we love. Oh, he loved it, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, three stars out of four. He said it was harrowing and heartwarming. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, it's a good movie all around. So... I learned this movie was released in North America by Sony Pictures in 2003 in December uh, in an unsuccessful attempt to get an Academy Award nomination for Best Animated Feature. Uh, I don't know what else came out in 2003 that just, like, they didn't even accept it or anything. Finding Nemo. Ah, fuck that movie. I think. But hey, Finding Nemo's great. This is great. But this this is better. This should at least got a nine. But I think it was Finding Nemo in twenty. Yeah, there's probably three or four other films that like just push this out of the way. But uh, yeah, this best animated movie, animated film, two thousand three. Yeah, I don't think this would have won, but it'd been nice if it got a nom. I saw it. Spirited Away is why it lost. Yeah, that's not winning. Yeah, this movie's not oh beating God. Spirited Away. That movie was a heavy hitter. Yeah. Yeah, it's not winning, but... Yeah. Yeah, but I understand. I get Sony trying to get it in there. If Spirited Away was there, they're like, hey, that's another anime movie, man. We get this bitch in there. So I, I get where they were coming from. Um, Money-wise, it, it makes sense. This was just, like, in Japan, and then probably some of this budget i don't know if all the budgets is that or the uh distribution i don't know if that money is in this too but it makes sense that it didn't do that well over here because it's just like you know the folks that like anime and that's kind of it you know so uh but tokyo godfathers is fucking amazing if you've never seen it give it a shot you know my little synopsis means nothing it is great absolutely great so uh, you got anything else to say about Tokyo Godfathers? No. Hey, I was right, actually. 2003? Finding Nemo? Finding Nemo. So, in 2002, well, I guess, no, because this would have aired in 2003, but it would have been for the movies that came out in 2002. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They so, before. Spirited Away won in two, for the 2002 ones, uh, and they went up against Ice Age, Lilo and Stitch, Spirit... Stallion, Stallion of the Cimarron and Treasure Planet. And then in actual 2003, there was only three nominees. And it was Finding Nemo, Brother Bear, and the Triplets of Belleville? I don't know. Never heard of it. Yeah. But Finding Nemo, like, I understand why Finding Nemo won over this. Like, yeah. this is a great story. Finding Nemo, animation-wise, was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, it's I, I still it. gorgeous. Like, the... The ocean of it, like, is just incredible. It's yeah, so pretty. I get it. I get it. I like this one. But I get it. Yeah. So, if you have any other cool fun facts about fucking early 2000s anime, please tell me. You can tweet us at... Allentown Pod. We have an email. It is. Allentown Presents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook at... 
Allentown presents. So, uh, this is episode 16. So, that's past halfway point. You got, what, nine more? I can't math. Yeah. Eight more. No, nine more. You're right. I was like, damn, I I thought I got the the numbers right. No, I keep thinking about (laughs) Christmas Eve being the end. Because that's when, like, our family celebrates Christmas. But we go all the way to Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My but brain no. just doesn't work. <laughs> it's been a long month already, guys. Yeah, you're right. But no, uh, we're getting through these. Uh, there's a few more that I'll be on uh, for sure. The scary ones. There's a good scary uh, anthology film coming up. It's fucking good. But uh, there's some good ones. There's a really good set list this year. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm not the biggest Christmas fan. I know some. Big- I'm making him a big Christmas fan, guys. <laughs> I'm working on it. Yeah, I know. It's only some... taken ten years so far. Right. There are some good Christmas films, Exhibit yes, A, fucking Exhibit A right here, that I've seen in my life, and I still remember and stuff, but it's a fun one. So, um, yeah, thank you, seriously, so much for listening. Any new fans out there, guys, thank you. Hi. If you meet us out in the world, say hello. It's really yeah. fun. Yeah, Emma told us a story. She met someone that listens to the podcast. That's fucking cool. Shout out to Dude from the Park, if you're listening to this, who yeah. met Emma and Micah from the Spooky Movie Squad Yeah, uh, out in the wild. Like yeah, that's fucking cool. That's awesome. Like, I remember... Tell all your friends yeah. and tweet at us. Let us know. Yeah, seriously. I remember... You could guest star on an episode. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. After October, the first year of this, uh, when Katie and I sat there and we were just thinking about the future, and then, like, it's from that quote from Tyler's show, seriously, you know? And, you know, rather be, you know, nine people's favorite thing than a hundred people's ninth favorite thing. But now I'm going to set a point. Now I kind of want to be like 900 people's favorite thing <laughs> than like a million people's ninth favorite thing. Like I'm, I'm up in the numbers and zeros I mean... everywhere. But, you know, it's it's fun. Progress. Pro- progress is awesome. And progress makes me happy inside. So, uh Seriously, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back very soon with another episode. Hey, bye, guys.